Picture this. It's 3 a.m. You're up on MySpace redoing your top eight. The George Lopez show is on. And during a commercial break, you hear an ad for a product that made us all amateur green thumbs. There's a new pet. Chia. Chia pet. The pottery that grows. It's fun and easy. Soak your chia. Spread the seeds. Keep it watered and watch it grow. And now grow a whole collection of fun with Chia teddy bears. Puppies, kittens, rams, bulls. There's even a Chia tree to keep your pets company. Chia Pets and Trees, the pottery that grows. The Chia Pet and Chia Tree are available at Kmart, Rite Aid, Ames, and Woolworth. Makes a great gift. This is the story of the Chia Pet. This is Toys R Us. All of my best friends are toys. Good old days. <laughs> I don't know why that was so comforting, but it was. It really was, right? It was like yeah. a little fucking safety blanket. I don't understand. I would be up like at my friend's house, and she'd be asleep already, and I'd just be watching a fucking George Lopez marathon. And for some I reason, mean, I couldn't stop. It was just like, you know, a warm blanket right out of the dryer. Hell yes. Oh, nothing's better. Mm-hmm. Nothing is better. Wish you could experience real cold, though, so you could appreciate it even more. Oh! What is... What? How do you know I haven't experienced real cold before? Okay. Let's hear it. I haven't just... I, I've been to other states. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I haven't just been in Orange County for 31 years without leaving. <laughs> I've been to Utah. <laughs> Whoa, watch out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> What? It was cold as fuck. It was cold as fuck in Utah. I will have you know, I have been to Utah. What? Good have time. you been to Utah? No. Then you don't know. Why the fuck would I need to be in Utah? I live in Illinois. Okay, but I'm just saying. It's there, was really... a, there was a day last winter, not the one that just passed, but the one before, where they literally closed my work because the temperature outside was too negative pretty wild yeah i okay i will give you this i have never been in negative numbers cold mm-hmm. not a good time your face hurts i think i would probably die if i got to 10 degrees i would die die yeah. that that i know for sure that's why you, when you visit you have to come in the summer because i've been in 20 degrees and thought Oh, this is the end. Like, this is Antarctic cold. I'm... This is it. Hello to all you cool quarantine cats. Welcome back to the Toys R Us podcast. Your weekly history lesson on a piece of your childhood that kept you entertained. My name is Rick, and I am joined once again by the ghoul of your dreams. Oh. Heather. Oh, thank you. Hello. I'm Heather. That's me. Heather is filling in for Brian. Uh... We just recorded a Legends and Libations episode, so she is quite libated. Yeah, hence the cracking open of the Budweiser you just heard. Uh huh. It's like a real badass moment. Yeah, I probably oh, should have lied. Dude, he's he's such a cool dude. I just heard him open a beer. I should have said it was like a <laughs> beer or something, and like, um, it's like Smirnoff Spike strawberry Salter. rose. <laughs> 
Anyway, pretend I said it was a fucking... I don't know, what's the name I'll of the just, beer? I'll just... <laughs> I'll just do what I do and go back and edit over you saying seltzer and put in the, <laughs> computer, the computer voice saying... It's a beer. Budweiser. I'll get yeah, the Budweiser exactly. from... Yeah, exactly. I just op- as hence I just opened a bud. Why, sir? <laughs> There's another throwback for you. Yep, it's all about throwbacks. Mm-hmm. This week we're going to be ch 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 chatting about the ch 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 chia pet. That being said, are you ready to plant the seeds? Yes, I am. Perfect. And I'll try not to kill it like I kill all my other plants. It's just inevitable, you know? I don't have a green thumb, I have a black thumb. That's what I say. That's what mm-hmm. I say. We start our story in March of 1977. Oh, well that's a nice coincidence. Right? Where we meet a 45-year-old man named Joseph Perdot. Okay. Now, Joseph had a very sad early life. Oh boy. Uh, When he was 11... He contracted rheumatic fever, which okay. kept him largely bedridden for years. At 13, he lost his mother to a cerebral hemorrhage. And just after World War II, he was kicked out of his home after a dispute with his father. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, he found refuge at the local YMCA. Okay. It's a great song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't hear the phrase YMCA without immediately... That's just the best song, honestly. That used to be, like, so one of my, like, as soon as I'm wasted, I'm gonna blast this song, <laughs> and then everyone knows, like, oh, Heather's drunk because YMCA is playing. It's It slaps. So, Joseph Pradat turned to SGA, which is kind of like, um, they provide student housing and, like, money if you absolutely need it it's mm-hmm. like it's like a good thing uh they gave him both cash and counseling and that was enough cur- encouragement for him to enroll at the university of illinois and at the same time pursue his dream of being on the radio so he's from your state he is nice he is indeed uh while in school he and a partner got their shot doing a local uh a local radio kids show for around 15 dollars a week Mm-hmm. Ballin. Well, let's see. You're gonna calculate it. See what it would be. I today? usually, I usually, I usually do. I just for whatever reason. I did it in my report, but like I wouldn't want to like compare us and say like one of us is better than the other because like that just. Like, I listen. In... If you've ever listened to this fucking podcast, you know goddamn well I always put in inflations. I just like wouldn't want to like start any kind of competition or anything because like. <laughs> How can you, you know, apples and oranges, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Applesauce. I, just, I wouldn't, like, want to... Yeah, okay. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Our that's relationship that. doesn't need any kind of, like, you know... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's basically $145 a week. That's still nothing. So if I offered to give you $145 a week, you'd be like, nah. I mean, I'd take it, but that couldn't be my source of income. No, it definitely could not be your source of income. No. But that's still, I mean, for two, like, just into college kids, $200 okay, sure. a week is sure. pretty fucking good. Sure. 
All right. Sure. Um, but that was nothing compared to what men in advertising were earning. So in the mid fifties, Joseph and his partner Daryl opened an ad agency. Okay. We Mad produced men. TV commercials. Mad, basically, Mad Men, yes. From Chicago. So, Dub Bears Men. Got it. Uh, we produced TV commercials, Joseph recalls. Um, Daryl was very bright. I was the dumb one. And one day he comes in and says, we're splitting you up. Oh. Oh, dear. Yeah, you know. Things happen. I suppose. After that, Joseph decided that he maybe needs some more experience, so he joined a large Chicago ad agency as an account manager, which proved a smart move for him. His advertising MO was, give people a reason why to buy, he says. Nothing fancy. A tabletop, honest approach. So basically, just Chris Farley and Tommy Boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. In 1958, he relocated to San Francisco to open up his own shop. And one of his first potential clients he approached was Petrini's, which is, a, I guess, like a really well-known San Francisco grocery chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, sitting down with the owner, Frank Petrini, Joseph showed the same flair that has characterized his career. I said, if I can give you an ad and prove I can make you money, guarantee it, would you switch to me? And without thinking, Petrini said yes. So he spent the next few days creating a full-page newspaper ad, which he took back to Petrini, who passed it first. But Joseph countered him, saying, here's a, here's a certified check for the cost of the ad, no risk, and you gave me your word. As far as I know, you've never broken your word. Is this going to be a first? So Petrini was basically like, wow, this fucking guy. Really calling me out on my shit. And mm -hmm. had basically just paid for the advertisement. Yeah. The ad ran in the San Francisco Chronicle, and according to Joseph, within 48 hours, Petrini's tripled its business. Okay. Which makes me wonder what the fucking ad said. Oh, yeah, that is a good point. I couldn't find it. Oh, I hate that. I know, it really fucking sucks, but it had to have been something good to triple your fucking business within 48 Seriously. hours. Seriously, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'd be really interesting to see. Uh, so, needless to say, he got the account, and shortly thereafter landed his first national brand, Parker Pens. So, he had finally made it as a salesman. Hmm. Uh, through the early 1970s, he did marketing and advertising for others. But that changed when he took on a product called Scribit, which is a kind of pen used to mark valuables with an ID number. Mm-hmm. It didn't sell well, but in the process of marketing it, he met the head of the sales for Thrifty Drugstore, which was a chain in the 70s. I know Thrifty. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Still a thing. Okay, cool. Uh, he met him at the annual International Home and Housewares show, which was held in Chicago at the McCormick Place, which is where I just was last month for C2E2. So it's like... I walked the same floor as the guy who found the Chia Pet. Nice. And I say find, it, it's a very, like, it, it's, it harkens back to, like, the Happy Meal episode. 
where a Hispanic woman came up with the idea for a Happy Meal, and a white man took the idea and was like, here's my idea. Boo. Boo. But we'll get to that. So, he asked the head of Thrifty Drugstore what his best-selling item was. And it turned out that it was a, quote, stupid thing called Chia Pet. Okay. Within a few weeks, Joseph was on the phone to the Canadian company selling the product. The business owner said that although the Chia Pet was popular, it was losing them $1 on every sale. Mm-hmm. Something didn't seem right to him, so he promptly purchased the rights to, pr- to the product and started investigating the problem. Yeah. On a trip down to Mexico to visit the product producers, because at the time it was made in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Today it's made in China, but it was made in Mexico. Uh, he found the middleman was taking more than his share, causing the Canadian company to lose money. Mm-hmm. So he fired the middleman and started working directly with the Chia Pet makers. Mm. So at one point, some dude's just whole income was fucking people over on their Chia Pet profits. Imagine being that guy. Imagine being that fucking guy. Fuck. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Chia Pet Scrooge. Oh, there you go. Oh my god. That's a Chia Pet right there. Mm -hmm. You get a Chia Pet Marley and Marley and they're just chained together. Chia Pet Tiny Tim. Oh my god. Hell yes. It's just a little Chia tiny Pet planter. Christmas Carol gift set. Oh my god. Only if it's the Muppet one, though. Ooh, the Muppet one is so good. I think the Muppet one is arguably the best one. I'm really partial to the Vanessa Williams A Diva's Christmas Carol. Okay, okay. Did you see the uh, Carrie Fisher one? No. What? Yeah, there's a Carrie Fisher. She plays the ghosts. Oh, shit. What is that? I Let me find out the name. I remember watching it uh, with my mom, and we were, we just watched it like this past Christmas. Fuck. You uh-huh. know, I'm always a slut for Carrie Fisher. I mean, aren't we all? Hopefully. It's called... <laughs> It's called, it came out in 2012, and it is called, It's Christmas, Carol. Okay, I'm looking into it. I'm going to get it. Okay, hold on one sec. Is it on Amazon? I'm going to order it right now. I, I feel so, I. Unsure, and <laughs> take your hand and lead you to the dance floor do you want to duet to careless whisper right now because we could definitely do that please stay we have to you know what i mean like i mean if my dad wasn't in the kitchen right next (laughs) to me and you know he would probably be wondering for the rest of his life like what (laughs) was that about he just burst in with the fucking saxophone Okay, but here's the thing about my dad, is that he listens to Careless Whisper every single night of his life. We'll see. Every single, like, I I need you to understand and listen to me right now. It's every single night of his life. Every single night. Every single fucking night. Right after he listens to his Pitch Perfect YouTube videos that he's obsessed with also. And I don't know 
Why? How are those two in violently cool and uncool directions? <laughs> I'm never gonna know. I'm just never. I'm never. Gonna you know what else you're never gonna do? I'm never gonna dance again. Don't entice me. It's I. You can't. You, I know you're not fool. Don't start. Are you saying that I'm treating you bad and that I should have known better than cheat a friend? Yes. Because a waste you know, of chance that I've been given. Yeah. Guilty feet have no rhythm. <laughs> They've got no rhythm. They've got no, no, no rhythm. They've got no rhythm. We will do that oh, at some man. point though. We're gonna do it. Oh, we have to. It's have to. I've you know what's weird is that I thought about it before. I've thought Makes about sense. the fact that we should duet to Kayla's Whisper. But anyway, let's go back to Mexico. Right, Mexico, yes. Oh, baby, I was bound for Mexico. Mexico. Mexicans have a long tradition of ornamental gardening. Mm-hmm. But its aesthetics are often shadowed by popular gardening styles from Europe and the erroneous belief that Mexico is mostly arid and desert-like. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of places, it is lush and livid and living. Hmm. Um, and planters found a way to integrate seeds into terracotta planters. Chia seeds, specifically. Okay. Uh, Salvia Hispanica is the Latin name for this plant, but the name Chia is a derivative of the uh, Nahuatl words Chia and Adel, meaning something close to or underwater. Did you say salvia? Yeah. Is that where salvia comes from? Is it chia seed? Have you ever seen someone on salvia? No. Oh, it's wild. Oh, that one is salvia divor- divinorum? Okay. Yeah, salvia okay. divinorum. Okay, that, that's good. Because I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise it would be way too attainable. Yeah, and I've seen yeah. people high as fuck on salvia, and it's uh, not good. So wouldn't that if that was the case, wouldn't that make a chia pet contraband? <laughs> you would think, but I mean, you can also get high on like ginger. So yeah, true. You know, true. Yeah. Um, the Mexica or Aztecs, as they are often called, were imperialist. And mm-hmm. they gave names in their native Nahuatl languages to regions they conquered. In this case, the name of the state of Chiapas is probably a derivative of the word Chiapin, which means place near the river where Chia abounds. Okay. Folks in the U.S. are sometimes surprised to learn that there is an entire Mexican state named after Chia. Okay. Curiously, in Chiapas, pottery decorated with the chia sprouts was not very popular as garden ornamentation. Chia pets were originally grown out of religious fervor. Folks north of the border more may also be more familiar with the Day of the Dead holiday and the elaborate altars created for the deceased. Yes. Uh, there are many traditions in Mexico that involve the creation of altars and ofrendas, or offerings, for a variety of purposes and holidays. One of them is the Altar of Sorrows, created on the days leading to Good Friday, before Easter. Hmm. The altar is created in honor of... Wow. Of the Mater Dolorosa, or Our Lady of Sorrows. 
Mm-hmm. Prominently featured on the Altar of Sorrows are sprouted seeds and pottery animals decorated with chia seed sprouts. Hmm. Altar creators prepare chia, oats, and other seeds in containers and sprout them weeks before the altar is created. Okay. So are these the original chia pets? Well, yes and no. Not all pottery with sprouts is a chia pet. Sprouts were grown in containers in a variety of shapes, not only animals. However, the idea for chia pets definitely originated in Mexico. Mm-hmm. The tradition of the Altar of Sorrows is not exclusive to Chiapas either. Uh, the folks of Joseph Enterprises had the original chia ram made by craftsmen and Oaks. They were identical to the ones used for the Altar of Sorrows. And pottery animals are still made in Mexico to this day for the Altar of Sorrows, but some of the reasons for creating the altar are disappearing into obscurity. For example, for some mysterious reason, some pottery figurines are used in altars are sometimes sprouted while grown in the dark, while others are grown inside. This makes some of the sprouts yellow, while some of the other sprouts are bright green. Okay. Uh, chia is used for practical reasons, and it sprouts fast when soaked. The seeds create a gel-like coating called musalago. Mm. Uh, in this in this gel-like substance, what helps the seeds adhere to the moist pottery, and sometimes even bricks, are used to sprout the seeds. Okay, so why would you bust out the M word? Like, what did I do to you? Ah, uh, listen. Why would you, like... That's that's an assault. <laughs> Is it? Yes. What's another word I could have used? I anything. Just get a thesaurus and don't. Ugh. Fine. Ugh. Fine. 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 Uh, <laughs> there is also symbolic meaning to chia. When added to agua fresca, traditionally lemonade, the little seeds are covered in a gel that is said to resemble the virgin's tears. Mm-hmm. The shiny glass spheres placed on the altar also allude to her tears. Mm. Uh, and Mexico is a land of syncretism, so these symbolic meanings are very likely to predate Catholic religious zeal. Because, you know, Catholicism just fucking is a Build-A-Bear religion. Mm-hmm. They're just like, hmm, I want a little bit of that. I want a little bit of that. And just a little bit of that. Yep. Uh, the devotion for Mary, however, is very powerful in Mexico. The Altar of Sorrows is created in the spring, but the Feast of the Lady of Sorrows actually falls on the third Sunday in September. There are many holidays that honor the Virgin Mary in the month of September. This period between summer and fall is a time for the completion of the harvest, when the light of the full moon allowed farmers to work at night. And many holidays worldwide have festivals associated with the moon cycle during this time, the moon itself being called the harvest moon. Mm-hmm. It is a time for comple- what, what? Nope. completion and reflection, <laughs> <laughs> like the Jewish holidays of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which start right after the new moon of September. It is also when the Ramadan ends, all holidays of entonement and reflection. Curiously, the second week of September, between the full moon and the new moon, has become a time for the people in the U.S. for remembrance and sorrow. 
Holidays during this period for many cultures mark the uh, equinox, the beginning of darkness often associated with female qualities. The particular fervor for the Lady of Sorrows in Mexico may be guised in the ancient cult of the moon goddess. The mysterious goddess of fertility for the Mayans was named Ixchel, also known as Ixtel. Uh, okay. She was also the goddess of the moon, the rainbow, and textiles, which just feels uh-huh. like they, they, they couldn't find anybody to be the goddess of textiles, so they're just like, look, we'll give you the moon, we'll also give you rainbows, you also have to have textiles. All right, have a good day. <laughs> She's like, what? What? <laughs> uh, yeah. It kind of happens sometimes. It does. Um, many of her followers used to take perilous journeys to her island sanctuaries near Cancun. Today, the resort islands of Cozumel and and the Island of Women. Okay. Offerings for Extel include pottery uh, and a gruel made out of corn and water. According to Mayan myth, corn was the basic ingredient for the creation of mankind. The goodness probably had a symbolic meaning as well. To the Mayans, the word its means life force. And Mayan scholar David Friedel and Linda Scheel describe the concept of its in their book, Mayan Cosmo, 3,000 Years on the Shaman's Path. Uh, Its is also a physical gooey and watery matter that appears in nature. Uh, rain, morn, and dew, the water that drips from stalactites and caves, uh, the underground sea notes, or pools that were uh, sacred to the Mayans, were believed to be full of its. The Mayans also knew that humans were composed of mainly water, so blood, sweat, <laughs> mother's milk, sperm, and tears were also manifestations of its. Goody. Mm-hmm. So we're just full of its. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To ancient Mexicans, chia may have appeared to be magic. After all, it is one of the few seeds that creates its when soaked in water. It can be the reason that chia became a prominent component of Altar of Sorrows. Because in a case of syncretism, the gel-like seeds were not only alluding to Mary's tears... But to ovaries, cell, sperm, fertility, human preservation, and a time of sorrow, and the primordial cosmic goo of life force itself. So, of course, Americans took the concept and bastardized it into a series of terracotta pets, starting with the ram, first introduced in 1982. Since then, they've had a bull, released in 1984, a puppy, released in 1984, a chia kitten, released in 1984, a teddy bear, released in 1984 then nothing new until 1993 when a bunny came out as well as a turtle in 95 there was a pig a frog a hippo in 96 there was an elephant in 98 there was a cow in 2000 there was a dinosaur Mm -hmm. although i looked and it was not a plesiosaur Mm -hmm. i know in 2004 there was a crocodile in 2016 there was a cuddly kitten. 2000, uh, 2016, there was a playful puppy. And in 2016, also, there was uh, the Indominus Rex. Uh-huh. So, you know. So we have an Indominus Rex, but not a plesiosaur. I yeah, see. I, I, I know, I know, I know. It's a shame. I see how it is. Um, a trademark registration was filed for Chia Pet Cuddlies on June 26th. 20- June 29, 2006, 
which were plush toys with soft fabric chia fur bodies, and they played the ch-ch-ch-chia jingle when their paws pressed. And this really existed? Yes, there was two of them, a puppy and a cub. I see. They were, all, they were only available during the anniversary period. So it was 2006. I see. Uh, there also was the Chia guy, the Chia kid, the Chia professor, the Chia clown, mm. and the Chia lion cub. Mm-hmm. There were Chia emojis, mm. which were the smiley emoji, the hard eyes, the winky, the tears of joy, uh, a create your own, which is a blank emoji head with stickers to customize the face, mm-hmm. and the shit emoji. Mm. So, you know, the one thing that you want plants sprouting out of is just shit. I don't... I hate that emoji, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> What's think crazy it's... is... Sorry. They didn't have licensed Chia pets until 2000. Okay, so how did that work? Once they started licensing things, they just went off the fucking rails. But up until 2000, they had no licensed properties. The first Chia pet that was anything other than a pet was Chia Mr. T. Interesting. (laughs) Released in 2000. Because, you know, nothing speaks topical in 2000 like Mr. T. Yeah, I think not. Yeah. Could have been literally anything else. It was an interesting choice. It's like they'd waited so long for it, but yeah. at the time that they actually got it, it was like way past its prime. Yeah, it's like when you watch movies that have like like memes in it from three mm-hmm, years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, you really <laughs> missed the mark there, bud. Mm-hmm. Um, then you had Chia Elmer Fudd. You had Taz, Tweety, Bugs Bunny, and Daffy Duck. Mm-hmm. You had Scooby-Doo and Shaggy. You had Homer and Bart. You had Shrek and Donkey. You had, from Madagascar, Alex and Marty. You had Poe from Kung Fu Panda. Mm-hmm. You had Branch and Poppy from Trolls. You had Garfield. SpongeBob. Uh, Coco Crisp for the Oakland Athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, Hello Kitty. You had Willie and Uncle C from uh, Chuck Dynasty. I mean Chuck Dynasty. What the fuck, Duck <laughs> Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You had Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse. You had Spider Man. You had Groot and Baby Root. Which is just smart. Probably the the smartest Chia pet you could have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you had Hulk. You had Deadpool. You had Kermit. You had Bob Ross. You had Rick and Morty. You had the Golden Girls. You had Dustin from Stranger Things. Interesting. His hair is where you I know. I, I can imagine. Okay. Uh, you had Slimer. You I had Daniel... That. Daniel LaRusso from The Karate Kid. You had Gizmo, Yoda, Chewbacca. Um, you had zombies, which were a hand, a male zombie called Creepy Holden, a female zombie called Lifeless Lisa, and Dragging Drew, which was a male crawling zombie. Mm-hmm. 
you had Chia Obama Determined Edition, Chia Obama Happy Edition, uh, Chia Washington, which is, you know, George Washington, mm-hmm. Chia Abe Lincoln, Chia Statue of Liberty with uh, Torchlight. Mm-hmm. You put batteries in it and it fucking lit up. Interesting. Chia Mitt Romney. Okay. Chia Newt Gingrich. Okay. Chia Ron Paul. Okay. Chia Bernie Sanders. Okay. Ch- Chia Hillary Clinton. Okay. And Chia Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, you had Chia trees, which were kind of like their their answer to like a bonsai tree. Mm-hmm. You had uh, a tria, a Chia tree with like Christmas lights. I'm sorry, a tria? Is that what I just heard? <laughs> Since yes. we're roasting everybody on like slip ups today, was that a tria, tria. that you said? Yeah. yeah. Got it. I like to sing ya about the birds and the <laughs> <and> tria. <laughs> oh man. Uh Santa Claus holding a chia tree and snowman with a chia tree. Mm-hmm. You had a chia gnome. You had chia herb gardens. You had Chia Chef. Chef. Wow. Chef. <laughs> how much have How much have you been drinking, by the way? Like a lot. A like bottle of water. So much. My name's Chef. I'm concerned. Uh, Chia Cat Grass Planters. Uh huh. Um, which had a Sylvester and Tweety, you know, fighting each other because, you know, uh, a Chia Winnie the Pooh. Cat grass planter. Yeah. As you do. Um, watch me grow chia cards, which were available from 2000 to 2001. Um, a watch me grow chia card displays a changing image of the chia item it was packaged with in various stages of growth. So it's basically just like a chia pet minus the actual pet. It's just a card that over time changes. Okay. I don't see the point of it. No. There was a Chia Pet alarm clock, which was a puppy. Got it. Uh, the alarm sound was ch-ch-ch-chia. That shit wouldn't wake me up. No. I'd show up three hours late for work. Why didn't you? <laughs> where were you? Sorry, my uh, Chia Pet failed me. Yeah. You're cheap. They're like, uh. Are you okay? You have a fever? Do you need to sit down? Uh, there was a mini Chia Cuddly Pet and a Chia Pet Watch mm-hmm. and Chia Pet Playing Cards. Ooh. And at this year's New York Toy Fair, they announced mm-hmm. the child, a.k.a. Baby Yoda. Oh, yeah. They've made Baby Yoda everything, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. Uh, do you know who I wish had a Chia pet? Um, Kylo Ren? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Kylo Ren. It just refuses to grow, no matter how good you take care of it. <laughs> I know. I know. All right, no. tell me who. Uh, facty, the fact in the box. Oh. 
the slogan chichichichia came from a drunken night when he was talking with a colleague that repeated chia back to him as chichichichia okay so basically just his drunk friend fucking around <laughs> created one of the most lasting commercial slogans of all time oh yeah oh yeah uh Chia is so much a part of the American consumer lore that it was included in a New York Times time capsule to be opened in the year 3000, along with a Purple Heart medal, a can of Spam, and a Betty Crocker cookbook. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, At the end of 2019, more than 15 million Chia pets have been sold, a majority of which fly off the shelves around Christmas time. They, they sell about 500,000 Chia Pets during the holiday season. Really? Yeah. That's a fuck ton. That's a fuck ton. But it's also one of these gifts like, I don't really fucking know this guy. That's very true. Right? And it's like, like Chia Pet. this is cute and funny. Right. And like, if I've... Got me a, if somebody got me a Golden Girls Chia Pet, I'd be like, you know what? This is actually pretty fucking cool. Oh, Come yeah. On. If someone got me a Chia Pet, I'd be so excited. Yeah. And I would be so stupid too. I'd be like, "Wow, they really know me." <laughs> I know they really the most get baseless it. Baseless fucking gift. They're like, "Wow, that's how stupid this I would be about really it." Really fucking knows me. Thank you so. You put yeah. a lot of effort like, into this. Like, wow. Oh my god. How did you know? Person's like, uh, I uh, was at CVS and it was like at the <laughs> checkout counter. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, but. I would yeah. be emotional about it. It was probably. this or an overpriced bag of candy. It was this or like one of those mirrors that are super like magnifying, you yeah. know? Yeah. Or... Oh yeah. Yeah. Also, here's your gift receipt. It's thirty feet feet thirty five feet long. Here's your gift receipt. I paid seven fifty for your gift. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks. It's just yeah. that vine and avocado. It's like Thanks. I got you a nook. Um <laughs> so uh, I got you a fucking MacBook Pro. Right. <laughs> mm. Oh, thanks. Uh Chia Pet. I'll enjoy it for all three weeks that I have it. Right. Until I kill this in mm-hmm. thirty eight hours from now. Thank you so much. Yeah, exactly. Um Joseph Perdot is also responsible for the Up Glove. Oh. And fucking clap on, clap off the clapper. Yeah, I'm familiar. So he's fucking slaying it with these fucking jingles. Well, good for him, I guess. Right? Um, there is a website where you can actually have a custom Chia Pet made. Oh, boy. However, it's extremely pricey because you have to order in bulk. What? Really? Yeah. Because they have to make a whole new mold for it. So it's like mm. if you're if you're like a fucking you know how counties have sports teams. Yeah. If you're a county baseball team. Okay, okay. we're gonna order thirty five Chia pets. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's the end of this week's episode, which I did not expect a long ass trip into Mexican history about the Chia Pet. Mm-hmm. But that's just one of those things that happens in some of these episodes where you're just like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. Never never would have thought that. Well, it was really interesting. 
I liked it. Thank you. If you liked it, please remember to do one of the following. Or maybe all of the following. I don't know. It's quarantine time. (laughs) You've got plenty of time to do literally all Mm -hmm. of the following. You can follow us on all social media. We're at Toys R Us Podcast across the board. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on anywhere that you could do so. Because... Uh, and and you hear it all the time in podcasts. It really does fucking matter, which is unfortunate because a lot of the a lot of them that make it not very easy to leave a review, <laughs> especially iTunes because you have to sign all the way the fuck in. Yep. But if you're signed in and you're feeling fucking froggy, give me a you know five star rating and review. Wouldn't hurt. Or you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash Toys R Us podcast. But until next time, remember these wise words from Joseph Perdot. Always believe in yourself. Take risks. There's no bottom. Just go for it. If you believe and work 25 hours a day, 8 days a week, you could do anything. And never lie. Just tell the truth. Truth is a constant. And remember, you will always be a Toys R Us kid. I'd like to take the time out to thank our patrons. We couldn't do this without you. So, thank you to Jeremy, Jessica, Nicole, Amy, Nicole, Nicole, John, Juanita, Sabrina, Shannon, and Steven. Thanks a bunch, guys. Terracotta.